This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Welcome back, everybody, to Season 2, Episode 5 of That 6. I'm your host, Kyler Bills, uh, and it is my honor to be back discussing with you guys another chaotic week of NFL football, man. Uh, yeah, week three was crazy, man. You know, zero and three, one and two, two and one, three and oh, whatever it may be, things of that nature. Uh, those things will depict your mood coming into this week. Uh, let's just say some of us are not in the absolute cesspool um, of fandom that others are in, including myself. So, man, we got a lot of stuff to jump into. So, without further ado, let's jump into episode five. So, weekly pickums, man. We had a solid week. We went 11 and five on the weekly pickums. Best week so far. I think I was aiming for like 12 and four or something, but 11 and five, real solid. Brings our season pickums record to 27 and 20. We were plus six this week. Um, starting off with things on Thursday night football. Wow, I am totally out because I got, I got everything pulled up here, but. I'm not pulled up on the wrong week. I'm pulled up on a game that hasn't even happened yet. That's crazy to me. That's wild. Um, yeah, man. So starting off Thursday night football, the New York Giants travel to Levi's Stadium and fall to the San Francisco 49ers 12 to 30 for the Giants. Daniel Jones, 22 with 32, 137 yards and an interception. Matt Breida for the Giants, 14 carries, 17 yards and a touchdown. Or four carries, 17 yards and a touchdown. I do apologize. Darius Slayton, good Lord, I'm hungry. Three receptions for 32 yards. Brock Purdy for the Niners, 25 of 37 for 310 and two tutties. Christian McCaffrey for the Niners, 18 carries, 85 yards and a tutty. And then Debo Samuel with six receptions for 129 yards and a tutty. Uh, McCaffrey... George Kittle, Debo Samuel, all with some pretty good games here for the Niners. Things started off with a Jake Moody field goal, followed by followed up by a Graham Gano 44-yarder, a Ronnie Bell pass, and a Christian McCaffrey run for a touchdown. Brought the game 3-17 in favor of the 49ers. A Graham Gano 57-yarder uh, to end the second half. And then a Matt Breida 8-yard run brought the game 17-12 in favor of the Niners. Jake Moody with two field goals, one from 21, one from 36. Um, and then a Debo Samuels 27-yard pass from Brock Purdy got, brought the game 30-12 to 12 in which San Fran essentially just ran out the clock. Um, New York, here's the thing. New York played pretty well, definitely in the first half. But overall, for the majority of this football game, it was just, you know, San Francisco did enough to pull it out in the end. And, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's tough for the Giants, right? You know, Saquon Barkley lists for, for this past week, maybe this week, but... Looking to get him back in the next couple of weeks. So, you know, that's obviously always a plus. Um, and then Sam Fran in sole possession of the NFC West right now, sitting at 3-0, and Seattle at 2-1. and um, And then New York in the East, not looking too good. The only team at 1-2. and two. two other teams at 2-1 and one in the East, and Philly leading the charge in the East at 3-0. and oh. So the Giants got a little bit of work to do. I think they're taking a step in the right direction as far as, like, Man, week one they looked really bad. Week two they looked really bad for the first three quarters, and then they kind of came up, came back, and turned it on against Arizona. Who I cannot wait to talk about Arizona later. Um, and then, man, uh, but San Fran looking pretty good, looking like it could be the best team in the NFC. Uh, I, I would I would sit here and say the best team in the NFC because you know it was the Cowboys, and we'll get to that later. But you know it is what it is, bro. Kate, if you're listening to this, man, I'm sorry. I'm not gonna dog on y'all too much, but. Um, <clears throat> not exactly a great performance. 
Um, so moving on, I did pre- predict the Niners to win that game, and they did get the win there, so that was nice. Uh, moving on, the Tennessee Titans travel to Paul Brown Stadium and fall to the Cleveland Browns 3-27. Ryan Tannehill for the Titans, 13-25, 104 yards. Derrick Henry, 11 carries, 20 yards. DeAndre Hopkins with three receptions for 48 yards. And then for the Browns, Deshaun Watson, 27-33 for 289 and two tutties. Paris Strong Jr. with six carries for 27 yards. And Amari Cooper, seven receptions, 116 yards and a touchdown. That's Pierre Strong. I apologize. I don't know why I jumped to Paris. Dustin Hopkins got things started off with a 48-yarder, answered by a Nick Folk 44-yarder. A Jerome Ford 19-yard pass from Watson and a Hopkins field goal brought the game 13-3 going into the second half. A Jerome Ford 3-yard touchdown run brought the game 20-3. And then an Amari Cooper 43-yard pass from Deshaun Watson essentially you know, closed the game out, which it was kind of already closed out. Uh, but Cleveland wins this game 27-3. Cleveland's, looking, Cleveland's actually looking pretty good, but it's hard to decipher if Cleveland's good or Tennessee's just so cheeks like Cleveland was in sole possession of this game from kickoff you know you know Tennessee sitting at the worst in the NFC AFC South right now I apologize and every you know tied for second I guess with Houston Jacksonville and Tennessee sitting at one and two who would have thought the Colts are leading the division man um and then Cleveland sitting at tied for first in the NFC AFC North sitting at two and one as well as Pittsburgh and Baltimore are so Cleveland you know it look, it's looking like the, the AFC North is up for grabs, right? And so is the AFC South. You know, this is too, you know, the North was widely considered to be one of the better divisions in football, and they're looking like one of the more mid diversions, divisions in football. I hate using the word mid, bro. It's so mainstream. It's so, but it's like, man, the North is pretty mid right now. I mean, you got Pittsburgh in there who might be the definition of mid. You got Baltimore in there who just lost to the Colts. You got Cleveland in there who's Cleveland. Then you got Cincinnati who's just, and what the hell happened to Cincinnati? And we're going to rain on it later, so I'm not going to spend too much time. But I predicted the Titans to win that game, which I am done picking the Titans. And the Browns got it done, which brought my pickums to 1-1 one one on the week. Moving on to Atlanta traveling to Ford Field and falling to the Detroit Lions 6-20. to uh, for Atlanta, Desmond Ritter, 21 of 38 for 201 yards. Bijan Robinson pretty much bottled up all game, 10 carries for 33 yards. Kyle Pitts, five reception for 41 yards. For the Lions, Jared Goff, 22 of 33 for 243, a touchdown and an interception. Jameer Gibbs with 17 carries for 80 yards. And Amonra St. Brown for the Lions, nine receptions for 102 yards. Things got started with a Riley Patterson, 37-yard field goal, followed by a young Hoku. 48-yarder, Sam Laporta, 45-yard pass from Goff, and a Riley Pattinson, Patterson, 24-yard field goal, brought the game 13-3 in favor of the Lions going into the second half. In the fourth quarter, nothing in the third, but in the fourth quarter, Jared Goff, a three-yard touchdown run, followed up by a Riley Patterson kick, um, brought the game 22-3, and then a young Hoku, uh, 24-yard field goal, brought the game 6-20, in which... You know, Atlanta just ran out of time. Uh, the Atlanta offense real bottled up, which we – and here's the thing, bro. Yes, Atlanta has a very good run game, right? We, we, we've been known that. I mean, Tyler Algier, Cordero Patterson, obviously right now with one of the best running backs in the league, definitely probably the best run, rookie running back in the league in, in Bijan Robinson. You know, you uh, Atlanta's rush game is, is pretty lethal, you know, but uh, – Detroit's Detroit's looking good, you know. I, I was talking to my head coach, um, Coach Hall, who's a Detroit Lions fan. Last night we were playing some Fortnite, 
And, uh, yes, people still play Fortnite. It's crazy. Uh, get at me, at Bills underscore 34 underscore. Get at me. Uh, we got to play build mode. I'm getting off topic. Um, but I've been, we've been talking about how much the Lions rookies are contributing. Like, you're going to hear about it later. My defensive rookie of the week for the NFC was Brian Branch. You know, we saw what Sam Laporta did. He's leading all tight ends and receiving yards. Um, and then, obviously, you got Jameer Gibbs, who 17 carries, 80 yards, real solid, over four yards per carry. And then uh, Jack Campbell, who's who's been having a quiet, quiet, nice little season so far. Uh, let's look at let's look at oh my good lord. Let's look at Jack Campbell. The Jack Campbell, yeah, six, you know, six tackles, one sack. You know what I'm saying? One TFL, one QB hit. You know what I'm saying? Some some light. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson, I got a highlight with a good game. He had a fumble re- recovery, followed up by two sacks. You know, Aiden Hutchinson, you know, nice little con little day. Uh, con little fit. <laughs> um, nah, man, but Detroit's looking good. Detroit's looking like the team to beat in the NFC North. Um, and then as far as the Falcons, and it's still a very wide open, you know, a- 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 NFC South with three teams sitting at 2-1 and one with Atlanta, Tampa Bay, and New Orleans, and then with obviously Carolina sitting at 0-3. Moving on to the NFC North again, uh, I did pick the Lions in that game. By the way, uh, picking or going back to the NFC, oh my gosh, bro, the NFC South. Um, the New Orleans Saints traveled to Lambeau Field and fall to the Green Bay Packers, seventeen to eighteen. Derek Carr starting things, starting things off for the Saints, thirteen to eighteen, one hundred three yards and a tutty. Con- Kendra Miller. Uh, nine carries for 34 yards. Chris Olave, six rece- eight receptions, I apologize, for 104 yards. Jordan Love, 22 of 44 for 259, a tutty and an interception. On the ground, Jordan Love was also efficient, nine carries, 39 yards. Romeo Dobbs, five receptions for 73 yards and a tutty. Things got started off with old uh, Jimmy Graham with an eight-yard pass from Derek Carr. Or Rashid Shahid returned a 76-yard punt return for a touchdown and then a Blake group field goal. Brought the game 17-0 to zero going into the second half in the fourth quarter a 17-point comeback. Anders Carlson starts it off with a 38-yard field goal. Jordan Love, one-yard run, and then the pat, the two-point conversion, which won the game, uh, pass complete to Samari Torre um, for that two-point game. And then Romeo Dobbs with an eight-yard pass from Jordan Love brought Green Bay 18-17 to with three minutes to go, and Jameis Winston and the New Orleans Saints just couldn't get her done in the end. Um, hey, man, it's Winston time. It's Winston time because – a uh, Derek Carr has a separated AC joint or a sprained AC joint. I've had about four, three or four of those in my life, and uh, they're not exactly not exactly painless. I'll say that um, AC joint shoulders, obviously something you know, especially a quarterback is going to look into. So, you know, we're praying for Derek Carr. He's he's had a uh, sneaky mid year <laughs> as always. Um, but but if you if you're a Saints fan, I mean, who who doesn't like Jameis Winston anymore? You know what I'm saying? He had his issues and whatnot and things of that nature, but Jameis Winston's a fun guy to watch. You know, you can tell he cares about the game of football. So, hey, man, Jordan Love came back. You know, it is what it is. I don't think the Packers look great. I don't think the Saints look great. Um, But, yeah, man, moving on, I did pick the Packers in that game, and they ended up scraping around at the end. Moving on to good Lord have mercy. I'm just going to pull up the box score. First of all, we'll talk about Denver. Denver Broncos travel to was it Hard Rock Stadium and fall to the Miami Dolphins 20 to 70 cuz 70 70 not 17 right 
Not one seven, not one seven zero, but seven zero. Man, a crazy game. Starting off for Denver, Russell Wilson twenty three of thirty eight for three hundred six yards, eight touchdown and an interception. Javante Williams eleven carries for forty two yards. Cortland Sutton six receptions, ninety one yards and a touchdown. And then moving on for Miami, I'm got I got up the box score because it's that crazy. Tua Tagovailoa twenty six of thirty six for three hundred nine yards. Four touchdowns and no interceptions. A passer rating of 155.8. Devon Chain, 18 carries, 203 yards, two touchdowns on the ground. Raheem Mostert, 13 carries, 82 yards, three touchdowns. Tyreek Hill, nine receptions, 157 yards, a touchdown. Chosen Anderson, or Robbie Chosen, or Robbie Anderson, however you want to look at him. One reception, 68 yards, a tutty. Raheem Mostert through the air, seven receptions, 60 yards, a tutty. Devon Chain through the air, four receptions, 30 yards, two tutties. You, you, you feel what I'm saying? Um... Yeah, man. Uh, Emmanuel Ogbo with a pick. Uh, how many sacks? They only had one sack, which was by Emmanuel Ogbo. Emmanuel Ogbo is a sneaky good game. So I guess I didn't even you know recap the scoring. So started off with a Tyreek Hill 54-yard touchdown reception, followed by a Devon Chain 8-yard touchdown run. Cortland Sutton with a 12-yard touchdown reception. Devon Chain 4-yard pass from Tua. A Will Lutz field goal, a Raheem Monster 20-yard run, a Raheem Monster 30-yard run, and a Will Lutz field goal brought the game 13-35 to in the end of the first half, and then it was really all Miami, much of it was how it was throughout the game. You know, a Raheem Moster 1-yard run followed by a 19-yard pass for Raheem Moster. Devonta Chain with a 10-yard pass, Robbie Anderson with a 68-yard pass, Marvin Mims with a 99-yard kickoff return, and then Devonta Chain with a 67-yard touchdown run. Uh, Miami with a big boy performance out there. And, yes, Denver's cheeks. Like, we know this, right? Like, like Denver's pampers Huggies cheeks, bro. Like, we, we, we get that. Like, we understand that. However, to put up 70 on an NFL team, regardless, is just it, – it's bewildering to me. So, uh, yeah, man, Miami's looking uh, – a Miami 49ers Super Bowl might, might, might go crazy. And which one's in Cali? One's in Miami, man. That's going to be some warm weather teams right there. But, uh, yeah, Miami just <laughs> – Wow, Miami uh Miami spanked them boys, I'm not gonna lie. Mm. Miami looked like they was playing a high school team out there, but whatever. Moving on to a game which I, I chose Miami over Denver. Come on, I'm not silly. Moving on to another game, the Los Angeles Chargers traveled to US Bank Stadium and defeated the Minnesota Vikings twenty eight to fourteen. For the Chargers, Justin Herbert, 40-47 for 405 yards and three touchdowns. Joshua Kelly, 11 carries, 12 yards. Uh, Keenan Allen, 18 receptions for 215 yards. For the Vikings, Kirko Cousins, 32 of 50. Wow, he's throwing the ball a lot. 365 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. Alexander Madison, 20 carries for 93 yards. Justin Jefferson, seven receptions, 149 yards, and a tutty. Things started off with a Donald Parham three-yard touchdown reception from Herbert. Josh Oliver, a four-yard pass, and a Greg Joseph field goal brought the game 10-7 to in favor of Minnesota. Another Donald Parham one-yard pass from Justin Herbert brought the game 14-10. to A Mike Williams 49-yard pass from Keenan Allen and a K.J. Osborne pass from Kirk Cousins brought the game 21-17 in favor of the Chargers. A Justin Jefferson 52-yard pass from Kirk Cousins brought the game 24-21 in favor of Minnesota. And then a Josh Palmer 30-yard pass from Justin Herbert sealed the deal for the Chargers with about eight minutes to go. So, man, here's the thing, bro. Yes, Minnesota's cheeks, but I don't think Minnesota is that bad. But it's hard because the Chargers are pretty bad too. So it's like you got two really bad teams or two bad teams who are normally good 
But when they play each other, they're like, oh, well, these are just good teams. But if you look at the past two weeks or past three weeks, it's like these teams are our cheeks. These teams are charm and soft. You, you feel me? Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's I don't know. It's just one of those things. But I got this game wrong. I thought Minnesota was going to take it. Man, I don't know what's up with Minnesota. Jay Jettis could be on the trade block, man. Moving on to another game in the AFC East, we have the New England Patriots traveling to MetLife Stadium and defeating the New York Jets 15-10. Mac Jones, oh, I can't wait to rant on this. 15-29 for 201 yards and a tutty. Ezekiel Elliott, 16 carries, 80 yards. Farrell Brown, two receptions, 71 yards and a tutty. Zach Wilson, 18-36 for 157 yards. Dalvin Cook, eight carries for 18 yards. Garrett Wilson, five receptions, 448 yards. Chad Ryland started things off with a 48-yard field goal, followed up by a Farrell Brown 58-yard pass from Mac Jones. A Greg Zerline field goal and a Chad Ryland field goal brought the game 13-3 in favor of the Patriots with about well, with a whole quarter to play. A Nick Broaden, one-yard touchdown run from Kick by Zerline brought the game 10-13. to 13. And then Zach Wilson sacked for a safety with two minutes to go, brought the game 15-10 to 10 in favor of the Patriots. Um, do I talk about it now or do I talk about it in the news? We're going to talk about it right now. Get Mac Jones out the league, bro. Get him out the league because he is far in any way the, one of the dirtiest players I've ever seen. Like, and, yes, I've been pretty, pretty invoked in, in everything in the NFL for about seven, eight years now. Mac Jones is is got to be up there with Vontez Perfect. Vontez Perfect does like more damaging stuff, but Mac Jones is like petty. When you're petty, dirty, that's like okay, that's worse. Like this guy is a child. You know what I'm saying? Like all right, Brian Burns twisted his ankle after Burns sacked him and stripped him. Right? You know, this week with Sauce Gardner, he just hits Sauce Gardner in the nuts. <laughs> like, and then and then Sauce push. And I'm not even a big Sauce fan. I think Sauce is way too much. Um, but then he hits, Sauce pushes him down, and he's trying to play victim. You know what I'm saying? And, and macaroni cheese, macaroni and cheese. Jones has had a, a couple other instances, but you know they're not flowing off the top of the scullium right now. So, man, get Mac Jones out the league, bro. Moving on to another game, I got right because I did get the Patriots game right. I'm just not gonna pick the Jets right now, like. I can't. Like, the Jets are cheeks. You know what I'm saying? So, Buffalo travels to FedEx Field. I knew it was FedEx Field. And defeats the Washington Commanders 37-3. to Josh Allen for the Bills, 20 of 32 for 218 yards, a touchdown and an interception. James Cook for the Bills, the 15 carries for 98 yards. And then Stephon Diggs, eight receptions for 111 yards. Sam Howell for the Commanders, 19 of 29 for 170 yards. And four... Not one, not two, not three, but four interceptions. Brian Robinson Jr., have mercy on many, 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 many men. <sighs> I got to stop doing that, bro. <laughs> Ten carries for 70 yards. Curtis Samuel, two receptions, 454 yards. Uh, things were all Buffalo in this game. 37-0 run with a Tyler Bass field goal. Gabe Davis, 35-yard touchdown reception. Two, ba- two more Bass field goals from 55 and 32. Josh Allen, 10-yard run, and A.J. Espinenza, 32-yard pick six. Latavius Murray with a two-yard run and a Joey Sly, 51-yard field goal. 37-3 in favor of the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo's looking good, looking as advertised after that rough week one performance against the Jets. One game out from Miami, who it's looking like it's going to be Buffalo-Miami or the Chiefs coming out of the AFC right now. And then the Commanders sitting at 2-1, and one, uh, sitting at tied for second in the AFC. NFC East behind Dallas and Philadelphia. I don't think I don't think Washington's very good, but I mean Buffalo's just that damn good. But it's like I still don't think that uh, Washington really. I mean thirty-seven to three. Come on, bro. 
Moving on to another game I got right as I did pick the Bills in that past game. Or actually, I got this game wrong. I'm tripping. The Houston Texans traveled to Everbank Stadium and defeated the Jacksonville Jaguars 37-17. to C.J. Stroud for the Texans, 20 of 30 for 280 yards and two touchdowns. Devin Singletary, nine carries for 41 yards. Tank Dell, five receptions for 145 yards and a tutty. Trevor Lawrence, 27 of 40 for 279 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Travis Etienne, 19 carries for 88 yards. And Evan Ingram, seven receptions for 67 yards. Things got started with a Damian Pierce one-yard touchdown run followed up by a Brevin Jordan four-yard pass and a Kymie Fairbane 28-yard field goal to bring the game 17-0 in favor of Houston going into the second half. A Tank Bigsby one-yard run and a Brandon McManus 33-yard field goal brought the game 17-10. Andrew Brett, or uh, yes, Andrew Beck, the fullback, an 85-yard kickoff return um, brought the game 24-10. Kymie Fairbane with another field goal. A Christian Kirk 26-yard pass, a Tank Dell 68-yard pass, and a Kymie Fairbane brought the game 37-17 in favor of Houston. What a big win for Houston. A team who just got decimated by Anthony Richardson, essentially less team um, by Indy. And then to go in there and beat Jacksonville, who, you know, a lot of people were calling a dark horse for the the Super Bowl and, you know, all this. And they got all that and things of that nature. And to go into Everbank Stadium, Jacksonville's home, and essentially just look. We're going to slap the meat on the counter, right? And you're going to take it. (laughs) Like, there's no other choice. You feel me? So... Uh, yeah, man, Houston looked really good in this game. Jacksonville, not so much. I still think I like Jacksonville to win the South. I don't rely on anybody else. Jacksonville hasn't looked great, but I think you get Calvin Ridley, Trevor Lawrence, you know, Travis Etienne, Tank Bigsby even a little bit, you know, uh, who was that, Christian Kirk, a little more involved. It's really the Jacksonville defense that's got to tighten up. But, uh, yeah, giving up 37 to the Texans is not ideal. <laughs> Moving on to another upset that I got wrong. The Indianapolis Colts travel to M&T Bank Stadium and defeat the Baltimore Ravens on a game-winning 53-yard field goal by Matt Gay. Gardner Minshew, 27-44 for 227 yards and a touchdown. Zach Moss, 30 carries, 122 yards. Michael Pittman, 9 receptions, 77 yards. Lamar Jackson, 22-31 of 31 for 202 yards. Lamar Jackson, 14 carries, 101 yards. Two tutties on the ground. Safe Flowers, 8 receptions, 48 yards. And no tutties for him. Things started off with a Lamar Jackson 8-yard touchdown run, followed up by a Zach Moss 17-yard pass from Gardner Minshew and a Matt Gay field goal. Another Matt Gay field goal. You're going to hear that a lot. And then a Lamar Jackson 10-yard touchdown run, followed by another Matt Gay field goal. Justin Tucker said, let me get one from 50. And then Gardner Minshew set... Stepped out, stepped out of the back of his end zone, uh, and then Matt gave 53, two 53-yard field goals um, in which the, to both teams traded possessions in overtime, but Matt gave from 53 with a minute left in OT. Brought the game to a close, man. So what's up with Indy? Is Indy legit? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to say yes. I don't want to say yes, and I think that they're going to have to win a, a couple more games before I can really validate them. But, like, beating Baltimore is not not an easy task, especially in Baltimore. Uh, a Colts defense who doesn't have a whole lot of playmakers outside of, like, Zaire Franklin and, and DeForest Buckner, and maybe if you consider Quiddy Pay a uh, playmaker. To go into Baltimore and win that game is uh, is pretty rough with a Baltimore team that now has playmakers. You know, no Dobbins, but, yes, Lamar Jackson, Zay Flowers. You know what I'm saying? Rashad Bateman, things of that nature. So, a good win for Indy, man. Maybe they keep proving me wrong. I don't think I picked them to win this next game. Let's see. Who do they even play? 
yeah, I did not pick them to win this game. I think it's a good pick once I look back at it. They played the Rams. I'll talk about the Rams a little later. Okay, it's time. All right, boys. 23 minutes in. We had a 4 o'clock game this week, so let's talk about it. Let's chat about it. The Carolina Panthers, why are they in my podcast booth yelling right now? What in the world? I'm going to lose my mind, bro. This is not soundproof. Okay, talk about this somewhere else. Why are you standing inside of my podcast booth right now talking about this? There's bathrooms. There's a link. There's so many other places where you can talk about this. Why are you on the phone in my podcast booth? You see me recording. You see me talking. I'm not talking to myself. I am talking to myself, but not for just fun, not for just, you know, shits and giggles. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm doing something here. Anyways, the Carolina Panthers travel to... Cent- oh, it's got changed from CenturyLink Field. Lumen Field uh, and fall to the Seattle Seahawks 27-37. to Andy Dalton for the Panthers with the Bryce Youngless Panthers with an ankle injury, 34-58. of Andy Dalton throwing 60 passes in a game this late in his career is mind-boggling to me. But when you got Miles Sanders back there who can't run the football, what else do you expect? You know what I'm saying? So Andy Dalton, 34-58 of for 361 yards and two touchdowns. Miles Sanders, nine carries for 24 yards and a touchdown. Adam Thielen with a big game, 11 receptions, 100 45 yards and a tutty for the Seahawks. Geno Smith, 22 of 36 for 296 yards, touchdown and an interception. Kenneth Walker, 18 carries, 97 yards and two touchdowns. DK Metcalf, six receptions, 112 yards. Things got started off by Eddie Pinheiro and a Jason Myers field goal. Two more Jason Myers field goals. A DJ Tark 47-yard pass from Andy Dalton. Eddie Pinheiro with another field goal. And Jason Myers 37-yarder to go into the second half with the game 13-12. A Jason Myers 39-yard field goal. A Kenneth Walker 1-yard touchdown run. Miles Sanders 1-yard touchdown run. A Kenneth Walker 7-yard touchdown run. Brought the game 20-19 in favor of Seattle. A Jake Bobo 5-yard pass from Geno Smith. And an Adam Thielen 15-yard pass from Andy Dalton. Brought the game 27-37. Carolina sitting at 0-3 looking like one of the worst teams in the league. Probably the second worst team in the league, if I were to guess right now. Um, and then Seattle clawing in the NFC West. Probably going to be a wild t- a wild card team, maybe a seed five. But Seattle didn't look that good, and I actually picked them to lose in this next game because they got a lot of people out, a lot of people out. A lot of people on the defense, too. I'm giving up 28, 27 to a 55-year-old Andy Dalton and a Carolina Panthers list team that, that just can't put points up on the board. is not very good, especially if you're in the NFC West, in which you know the Rams and the Niners and even Aaron Arizona have have some playmakers who never would have thought I'd say that about Arizona. So I'm actually not going to rant too much on the Carolina Panthers right now. Um, Bryce Young is expected to play in this next game. Something's got to change, bro. Something's got to change because Miles Sanders can't run the ball. Wide receivers can't get open. It was finally okay to see DJ Chark dance in the end zone. It's like, okay, bro, get in the end zone. I got no problem with you dancing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is what it is, man. Um... I think, uh, okay, yeah, I could talk about this. So I talked about this on Twitter, right? On my personal Twitter, uh, at Kyler underscore Bills, a shameless plug. And, uh, oh, my gosh, bro, these people are really upsetting me. Why are people so loud, bro? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Why are they so loud? I just don't get it. Like, hey, you think a podcast booth is going to soundproof. Granted, they're in the one right next to me. But it's like, why would you? I'm going to grab this. Why would you go in here when you see that I'm recording? Like, God forbid this was live. You know what I'm saying? We got all this extra noise, but it's whatever, bro. Hey, we're going to stay positive. Um, But moving on to a negative topic, the Carolina Panthers. I think we got to get the team, bro. 
We got to get the team. Trade Brian Burns for a first round pick. Recoup it, right? Recoup that first round pick. Trade him to the Rams. Uh, the Bear. I would. I would prefer not the Rams because I want to pick this year. You know, but uh, ESPN notification that could always be anything. That was actually basketball. Damian Lillard going to the Milwaukee Bucks is kind of bonkers to me. Um, yeah, we're gonna go from a low note to a high note because this next game is gonna be fun. Um, but yeah, man, got the team. Trade Brian Burns, Derek Brown, J.C. Horn, anybody, anybody you gotta do, man. Oh my God, they just keep yelling, bro. Like you can't be that funny, bro. Why are you so hysterical? I'm losing my mind, bro. I'm losing my mind. Like they see me in here record. Okay, whatever, whatever. Um, but yeah, man, got the team. Get some draft capital back and, and restart, bro. Restart. There's a lot of good wide receivers in this draft. Bryce Young, you get him an elite wide receiver next year, then maybe in four or five years we'll be solid. Moving on, the Chicago Bears travel to uh, Arrowhead Stadium and fall to the Kansas City Chiefs 10-41. to 41. I thought this was a game that was going to get ran up to 70 as well. Um, it ended up not getting ran up to 70, but, you know, it very easily could have. Um, Justin Fields, man, 11 for 22. Tyler Wiersma, lock in, my boy. Uh, this is Team 32. Carolina's 31, but this is Team 32. Oh, my God, bro, I'm getting pissed off, bro. They're just so obnoxiously loud, bro. I need to, like, put this microphone inside of me. To what? Pause. <laughs> I have to put this microphone inside of me so y'all don't hear them. You hear that? I know. I can see the feedback. I know y'all heard it. Um, Justin Fields, 11 for 22, 99 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Justin Fields on the ground, 11 carries, 47 yards, and nothing on there. DJ Moore, three receptions for 41 yards and a touchdown. Patrick Mahomes for the Chiefs, 24 of 33 for 272 and three touchdowns. Isaac Pacheco, 15 carries, 62 yards and a tutty. Travis Kelsey, seven receptions, 69 yards and a tutty. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, who actually went on a 41-0 run. Jarek McKinnon, six-yard pass. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, one-yard run. Jarek McKinnon, three-yard pass. Harrison Bucker, one-yard field goal. Isaac Pacheco, one-yard run. Harrison Bucker, 38-yard field goal. Travis Kelsey, three-yard pass. A Cairo Santos, 21-yard field goal. And a DJ Moore, nine-yard pass from Justin Fields. 41-10 in favor of Kansas City, man. You know, I'm not even going to rain on the Bears. Tyler, save your breath, bro. I'm not going to rain on the Bears. Oh, my God, brother. Can papers out, bro? What the? Mm. Okay, whatever. See, this is why. See, I was so excited. Usually this podcast door is locked, so I got to get Campus Safety to open it up for me, right? And I was like, oh, it's not locked. I don't have to talk to Campus Safety today. And I was like, oh, bet. But if it was locked, they wouldn't be walking in right now and, and doing all this blasphemy. Blas, 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 blas Good Lord. Um, I'm not even going to talk about the Bears right now because what what is more upsetting to me is why are we talking about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift so much? Who gives a damn, right? I get it. I get the NFL. Like, I was talking to Coach Hall about this. I get it, bro. You want to you wanna appeal to a different demographic. You know, the, 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 the white female 18 to 35 range or 15 to 35 range who listen to Taylor Swift. I get it, bro. I get it. Swifties, whatever, it's cute. And their fan base is is criminally insane, like physically criminally insane. Like like they'll cry. Oh my bro, it's, mm. I don't care, bro. I'm here to learn about football and to follow football. Oh my god, there's no way they're messing with the lights right now. There's no way they're messing with the lights right now. So I get it, right? I get it. It, it is what it, 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 it is. It is what it is, right? 
Knock it off. Knock it off. I know one of these girls. She knows not to piss me off. No, it really pisses me off. Because they're comm students. I am bigger than my problems. I am bigger than Ricky Jarrett. Ballers. Watch Ballers if you have Max. <laughs> um, but, uh, nah, bro. Can we please stop talking about Taylor Swift? And It even got brought up in the Eagles game because Kelsey and, and Swift, because DeAndre Swift and Jason Kelsey, like, give it a rest, bro. What are they going to do when they break up, bro? Are, are they even officially damn? All right, moving on. Um, I guess I haven't recapped this in a while. So I got... What was the last game I even talked about getting right? Uh, I got the Bills over the Commanders right. I got the Texans over the Jaguars wrong. Colts over Ravens wrong. Pan Seahawks over Panthers right. Chiefs over Bears right. And I got the Cowboys under, or the Cardinals over the Cowboys wrong. The Dallas Cowboys travel to State Farm Stadium and fall to the Arizona Cardinals 16-28. to Dak Prescott, 25 of 40 for 249 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Tony Pollard, 23 carries for 122 yards. Michael Gallup, 6 Receptions for 92 yards. Joshua Dobbs, 17 and 21 for 189 yards in a tutty. James Conner, 14 carries, 98 yards. Michael Wilson, two receptions for 86 yards. Sting started off with a Matt Prater, 39 yard field goal, followed up by a James Conner, 50 or five yard touchdown rush. Brandon Aubrey, 49 yard field goal. Rondell Moore, 45 yard run. Rico Dodal, 15 yard pass from Dak Prescott. Matt Prater, 43 and 62 yard field goals. Brandon Aubrey, 27-yard field goal, and a 26-yard field goal from Aubrey, and a Marquise Brown two-yard pass from Josh Dobbs to make the Cardinals or give the Cardinals the win, 16-28. Uh, so, Cardinals, man, I, I talked about this. The Cardinals are not playing like the worst team in football. Like, they're really not. I just don't think they are. I just don't think the Cardinals are the worst team in football. I'm going to talk about it a little later. Um Cook, bro. But with the Cowboys, that's still pretty, you know, utterly embarrassing. No matter how good the Cardinals Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. No matter how good the Cardinals are playing, the Arizona Cardinals should not defeat you, especially after the performances you put two weeks in, you know, to the NFL season. So strap it up, Cowboys. We them boys. Um got two more or three more games to cover in this. Moving on to Sunday night football. The Pittsburgh Steelers travel to Allegiant Stadium and defeat the Las Vegas Raiders 23-18. Kenny Pickett 16-28 for 235 yards and two touchdowns. Najee Harris 19 carries for 65 yards. George Pickens four receptions, 75 yards. Jimmy Garoppolo 28-44 for 324. Two touchdowns and three interceptions. Josh Jacobs 17 carries for 80 or 62 yards. I apologize. Devontae Adams 13 receptions, 172 yards and two tutties. Things started off with a Devontae 32-yard pass from Garoppolo, Calvin Austin, 72-yard pass from Pickett, two Chris Boswell field goals, actually three Chris Boswell field goals brought the game 16-7 to in the third quarter. Pat Fryermuth, 13-yard pass from Pickett, a Devontae Adams, a one-yard pass from Garoppolo, and a Daniel Carlson field goal brought the game 23-18. of Why did... Okay, so this was another thing. Josh McDaniels is getting a lot of flack for kicking a 26-yard field goal down eight. Why are you kicking, kicking a field goal with two minutes and 22 seconds left on the clock? When it takes it from a one-touchdown game to a one-touch... I guess maybe the thought process is, you know, we get this ball back. I guess I'd have to look at the tight end or the, the, the timeout situation, but uh, maybe we get this ball back and... Uh, 
I don't know, man. Maybe we get this ball back and, and we don't have to worry about a two-point conversion. I guess, maybe. But it's like, take your chances, bro. Moving on to Monday Night Football. The Philadelphia Eagles travel to Raymond James Stadium and defeat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 25-11. to Jalen Hurts 23-37 for 277, a touchdown and two interceptions. DeAndre Swift, 16 carries, 130 yards. A.J. Brown, nine receptions, 131 yards. For the Bucs, Baker Mayfield looked human again, 15-25 for 146 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Richard White, 14 carries for 38 yards, and Mike Evans with a solid game, five receptions, 60 yards, and a tutty. Things started off with a Jake Elliott 36-yard field goal, followed by a Chase McGlock. Laughlin, 33-yard field goal. Olamide Zaykias, 34-yard pass from Jalen Hurts. Jake Elliott, 38-yard field goal, a Hurts one-yard run. Nicholas Murrow with a safety, a Jake Elliott, 26-yarder. And a Mike Evans one-yard pass from Baker Mayfield brought the game 25-11. to Philly's looking pretty solid. You know, Tampa Bay's still very much in the NFC South just because it's so cheeks right now. Except three of the teams are 2-1, so how cheeks are they? Um, but Philly in sole possession of the NFC East right now and, you know, battling with San Fran, uh, at both at 3-0. and So, uh, yeah. Moving on to my last game of the week, I did get the Eagles game right. I did get the Steelers game right, and I got the Bengals game right. The Los Angeles Rams travel to Paycor Stadium and fall to the Cincinnati Bengals 16-19. to Matthew Stafford 18-33 to for 269. And a touchdown and two interceptions. Kyron Williams, 10 carries for 38 yards. Um, I'm sorry, Pakua. Um, homeboy's trying to call me. Uh, I'm recording podcast right now because, all right. Pakua Nakua, five receptions, 72 yards. Joe Burrow, 26 of 49 for 259 and an interception. Joe Mixon, 19 carries, 65 yards in a tutty. Jamar Chase, 12 receptions, 141 yards. Things started off with a Brett Maher 30-yard field goal followed by a McPherson 49-yarder, a Brett Maher 23-yarder, and a Evan McPherson 53-yarder followed up by a Brett Maher 42-yarder. Joe Mixon with a 14-yard touchdown run, Evan McPherson with a 48-yard field goal followed up by a 54-yarder from McPherson, and a 2-2 Atwell 1-yard touchdown pass from Matthew Stafford. Good God, they're leaving. God did stand up now and face the sun. Hide my tail, I turn and run. It's time to do what must be done. Be a king when kingdom come. Oh, you can tell everybody. No, you can tell everybody. I'm just hyped they're leaving. Um, yeah, man, Cincinnati did not look good in this football game. I don't care if they got the win. It's good they got the win and helped my pickums, but they did not look good. I, I think it showed more about the Rams than it did the Bengals. Call me crazy, man. Okay, they're not gone. Jesus Christ. Oh, save me. Jesus loves me. This I know for the Bible tells me so. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. So those were the weekly pickums, predictions, things of that nature. Um, I'm going to try and wrap this up in around seven minutes or so. So my award trackers, Joe Burrow, who is my MVP pick, 26 of 49 for 259 and an interception. Offensive player of the year pick, Jamar Chase with the best game of the year so far for him. 12 receptions, 149 yards. TJ Watt, two tackles, two sacks for my defensive player of the year prediction. Um, Bryce Young did not play due to ankle injury Will Anderson with four tackles My defensive rookie of the year prediction DeMar Hamlin did not play Healthy scratch Zach Taylor one and two 
with a 19-6 win over the Rams. He's my coach of the year pick. Moving on to my players of the week, Keenan Allen with a big week, 18 receptions, 215 yards, and one 45-yard passing touchdown. Miles Garrett, five tackles, three and a half sacks, forced fumble for my defensive player of the week for the AFC. Devon Chain, my no-brainer rookie of the week for the AFC's offensive side of the ball. 18 carries, 203 yards, two touchdowns, and four receptions for 30 yards and two touchdowns. Tuli Tapuiloti, my uh, the defensive end for the Chargers, my defensive rookie of the week for the NAAFC with nine pressures and a sack. Nine pressures is crazy. Don't overlook that just because you had one sack. Uh, my NFC players of the week, Justin Jefferson, again, seven receptions, 149 yards and a tutty. Kaiser White with four tackles and an interception. Rookies of the week for the NFC. We have Michael Wilson, two receptions, 86 yards and no touchdowns. And then Brian Branch, my defensive rookie of the week for the NFC, uh, 11 tackles, three tackles for loss, and a pass breakup. So moving on to some some news around the league. Let's get her cooking. Mike Williams out with a torn ACL for the rest of the year. Let's start a dialogue here, man. C.J. Stroud is cooking. Anthony Richardson's hurt butt cooking. And Bryce Young needs to be benched. Carolina's offense, although we lost by 10, we put up 27 points, and Andy Dalton just looked better back there. I don't know if it was because the Seahawks defense is the worst we've faced because I don't believe it is because we couldn't cook against Arizona or Atlanta or if it's because Bryce Young is young or whatever it is. or Maybe he's not that good, but I think he needs to be benched. Maybe sit him a couple weeks, whatever, until Dalton looks really bad. Um, but yeah, man, Young is looking like the worst three out of the three who went in the first four picks. That one hurts to say, especially as a uh, as an Anthony Richardson Glazer, and who was only convinced at the very end that Bryce Young should be the pick. You know, it hurts a little bit. Hurts a little bit. Uh, moving on to the worst team in the NFL, and in, in parentheses, I have it is not the Cardinals, which is very true. I think the worst team in the NFL right now is Chicago, and I think Denver and Carolina are in there. I still think I would take Denver over Carolina. You know how bad that hurts to say? I think Jerry Judy would cook us. I think Javante Williams would cook us, and I think Pat Sertain would lock us up. Plus, Sean Payton knows who the Carolina Panthers are, and anyway. they would run us. Oh, man. Man, 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 man. Carolina sucks. Are the Jets in tank mode? Uh, Colin Kaepernick, or actually J. Cole, released the letter that Colin Kaepernick, you know, sent to the Jets, you know, in des- with desire to play on the Jets practice squad. The ship has sailed, my boy. <laughs> like, like, you know, it, uh, it's, a, it's a whole other conversation to have, but that ship has sailed, bro. It's been six years. And I'm, I was a huge Kaepernick fan, so so don't even call me out there. Um. But then again, there's players probably worse than Kaepernick playing right now. So take that as you will. But the Jets need to sign somebody. Or maybe they just tank, see if Rodgers wants to run it back, maybe draft a quarterback. But but their season's cooked, bro. And why are they not giving Brees Hall the football? I'm so glad I didn't draft Brees Hall. But it's like they're not even giving Dalvin Cook the football. Where who is Zach Wilson throwing the ball 40 times a game? Like, what are we doing? Moving on, man. What's up with the Bengals, right? I, I I touched on this. It's like Cincinnati did not look good in this past game. Like there's no way to sugarcoat that. Their offense looks sluggish. Zach Taylor does not look like he's playing. He's calling plays good. I guess their defense looked good. DJ Reader, you know, Chidobi Awuzie. Awuzie. Oh, okay. Um, Amani Oruarie. God, I'm so good. If y'all remember 
Last year in free agency, when I announced Amani Oruwarie to whatever team he went to, I couldn't pronounce his name. I just had to throw it out there because I'm him because I couldn't pronounce Chidobi's name. Um, but, yeah, man, uh, I don't know what's up with the Bengals. The Bengals might be the worst team in the AFC North. They really might. And it sucks because I chose three Bengals because I thought the Bengals were going to have a really big year. Joe Mixon sucks. Don't forget that. But but God forbid, you know, the one time I go to a, a Panthers game, you know, the first time in, what, three years I've gone to a Panthers fan game, you know, Joe Mixon has five touchdowns against them. And makes we make Joe Mixon look like he's, you know, Jesus Christ running the football. You know what I'm saying? Like things of that nature. So... It is what it is, man. Moving on to my week four predictions, and then I'm going to get y'all out of here. Starting off on Thursday night football, we have the Detroit Lions at the Green Bay Packers. I'm going to give me the Lions in that game. We have the Falcons at the Jags. Give me the Jags in that game. Bouncing back in a major way. Dolphins at the Bills, which was a game I contemplated heavily. I'm just not going to ride the hot hand. I'm going to take the Bills over the Dolphins. Broncos at the Bears. Give me the Broncos. Good Lord, that game's going to be rough. Bengals at the Titans. Give me the Bengals. Rams at the Colts. Give me the Rams. Bucks at the Saints. Give me the Bucks in that game. Hmm. I think I could. Uh, I think I could. Dam- I could damn near probably still get the Bengals game wrong. Could get the Rams game wrong. Could get the Bucks game wrong. Commanders at the Eagles. I feel comfortable about this. Give me the Eagles. Vikings at the Panthers. Give me the Vikings. I can't. I can't. I can't pick Carolina. Steelers at the Texans. Give me the Texans. This is a game I'm probably going to get wrong. Raiders at the Chargers. Good lord, tempted on this one. Um, Chargers. Patriots at the Cowboys. Give me the Cowboys bouncing back in a major way. Cardinals at the Niners. Should be Niners by a million, but the way the Cardinals are playing, don't be shocked if they pull it off. Chiefs at the Jets. This will be Chiefs by a million. Um, And then rounding it out on Monday Night Football, we have the Seattle Seahawks traveling to MetLife Stadium to face the New York football Giants. Give me the Giants in this game. Why did I pick the Giants? I got no clue. I just – I know. I have a clue. I watched Seattle last week. Seattle's got a lot of people out, so – Wow, this is probably going to be like a 4 and 14, 4 and 12 week for me. Be just like Carolina, man. It'd be poetic. Well, without further ado, that's going to do it for season two, episode five of that six. I am your host, Kyler Bills. I had a lot of fun talking with you guys. Um, man, if you guys ever have any suggestions or on what to talk about, any comments, concerns, things of that nature, or if you just want to reach out, man, uh, don't, don't be afraid to reach out to. That six media on at that six podcast on Twitter or TikTok or my personal accounts. You know, it's Kyler.bills on Instagram, Bills underscore Kyler on Twitter. Uh, I'm not trying to plug my stuff, but just if you know, if you're not one of like the four or five people who listen from my hometown and you want to reach out to me, give me some suggestions, just let me know, my boy. But yeah, man, uh, I will talk to you guys when Carolina is 0 and 4 and maybe dealing everybody away so we can get some draft capital. But uh, without, uh, you know, that, that's going to close it off for today. Uh, I hope you guys had a great time listening. I had a great time talking to you guys. Cannot wait to talk to y'all next time. Um, everybody be safe over this football weekend. Watch some football. Go Gators beat them Kentucky Wildcats because college football is the only thing I got going for me right now. So that's going to be it for me. Y'all stay safe and deuces. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.